0: Vacations are wonderful. Uh, They're a joy to be a part of. But there comes a point where you just long for home, right? How do you feel about heaven? Let's talk about that next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. (laughs) Everyone enjoys a bit of time away, but you always end up wanting to go home, and that should be the heart's desire for each and every Christian. We are sojourners on this planet. Our home is in heaven, and we should long for that place. We do have a home that we are going to, and it's the Father's house. We're going to talk about that today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. John chapter 14, verses 1, 2, and 3 is where we're at. Please join us with this edition of Truth For Today Now, our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard.
1: Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. Why does he start dealing with a troubled heart? You have to pick up verse 36 in chapter 13. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, Where I go, you cannot follow me now. He had said this in verse 33 that he was leaving. I'm going away, you can't come. And so Jesus said, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now. But you shall follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, a cock shall not crow until you deny me three times. Then let not your heart be troubled. Let us get the context. We're in the upper room. Judas has already left the room to carry out the plot. That he's arranged with the Pharisees to sell out the Son of God. So they've lost their treasurer. He's walked out. Then the disciples are hearing Jesus tell their chief spokesman, their prominent disciple apostle, By the way, you're going to bail out on me. By the way, I'm going to leave you. Judas is gone. Peter's going to fail. Christ is going to leave. Here are men that uh, left being tax collectors, left their fishing business, left different things to follow Christ. And now Messiah is going to be taken away. Their chief leader is going to, be to uh, fall away. Judas has betrayed him. And they're thinking, hey, the kingdom has died before I ever got started. We haven't even got this thing off the the ground. And our leader is leaving us. And we don't know where he's going. We don't know if he's going to come back. We don't know anything. We're in the dark. And their hearts start being troubled. And in the midst of that trouble, Christ tells them five things that I believe can comfort any troubled heart. This word for trouble is a strong word. It's a word for agitation. It was used in John 5 of the uh, stirring of the water at the pool of Bethesda. It meant there was churning going on in these men. Agitation. Uh, They lost their repose. Uh, The anxiety moved. Perplexity of mind moved in. Questions. Confusion. Uh, The absence of any idea of tranquility. And so Christ says, let me say this to you. Five things for your troubled heart that I'm commanding you to stop it. Stop it. These five things I want you to do. Number one, I want you to trust God. Number two, I want you to know that I am going to go to the Father's house and I will eventually take you to the house. Three, I'm going to prepare you a place in the house and at the house. Four, I will be coming back for you. I'm leaving, but I won't forget you. I'll be back to get you. They had no idea it'd be 2,000 years. And then you will be with me forever. That would be music. When you're hearing him say, I'm leaving you. You're on your own right now. So, trust in God. In the Greek, this could be an indicative that would say, you ought to trust God. But I believe it's an imperative, two imperatives. Trust in God, God the Father. Trust in me. And when your heart is troubled, it has to go somewhere. You, you, you look to yourself. Anxiety and fear is always the result of looking to your own resources. Your own strength. Your own maybe finance. What you could work out. You don't worry about things you're in control of. It's when it's out of control. It's when it's beyond your strength. Your resources. That's when panic can set up. And so he says, the cure for your heart right now, you've got to trust me. You've got to trust me like you do God. And I find when my heart is troubled, Jesus is the word in the room speaking to them. But in his absence, he's left me his word. And this book and these promises are the anchor for my heart when it's troubled. A word from God in the right season. Uh, Years ago, I was going through a... Whatever difficulty. And I remember getting uh, Betty Robinson. Uh, I gave her a list of promises. I needed to quote to myself every day. And I wanted them on three by five cards. And I wanted them typed out. I wanted to make my own promise list. And I would carry those cards with me. I'd go through them throughout the day. I'd pray them in the morning. And I'd go through them throughout the day. Throughout the day. Uh. All things are working together for good. Even this mess I'm in. Even this brokenness. Even this whatever it is. Uh, When I'm a child of God. And I'm in charge of loving God. I don't have to know the path. I don't have to predict what's going to happen to me. The only thing I'm in charge of is in my loving God. Because all things are working together for the person who's loving God. He orchestrates all events for our good. For who would have ever thought anything good could come out of Black Friday? And your entrance into heaven came out of Black Friday. God works it for good. Verses like this. Do not fear. I am with you. Don't be dismayed. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. How about quoting that to yourself all day? Fear not, I'm with you. Sound like what he told Joshua. Fear not, I'm with you. Fear not, I'm with you. Uh, I love this. And you gray heads ought to claim this. (laughs) Even to your old age. And gray hairs, that's when you're not dying. I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I will sustain you for I have upheld you since you were conceived and have carried you since your birth. Isaiah 46, 3, 4. If you don't think that's a promise, honey, you're just blind. I'd rather have that promise than the word of the president. He's not going to raise my taxes. Uh, Hebrews 13. God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So with confidence we may say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Wow. He can ruin the sound system. I'm going to shut up. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in the time of trouble. A very present help. Call on me in the day of trouble. See, promises of God And so Christ is speaking his word to their heart. Where do you go to get comfort when your heart's troubled? Poetry? A movie? Another meal? Maybe a friend? But when my heart is troubled and when the believer's heart is troubled, only a word from his God can settle the heart. Trust in me. Trust in me. Like you do the father men. Trust me. An indirect claim to his own deity. As you would trust the father. You can trust me. We're co-equal. You're trusting God. Two. He says. I'm going to my father's house. And. I plan to take you. In my father's house. Are many dwelling places. If it were not so. I would have told you. He's saying uh, to them, There's plenty of room in the Father's house for me to get it occupied with people I'm going to save. There's lots of room in heaven. But listen to these words of Malachi Taylor a special people taken from the earth in a risen Christ must have a special place. A new thing was to take place. Men brought into heaven. This is brand new. Man was not made for heaven, but for the earth. And so placed here to till the earth and live upon it. By sinning, he lost the earth and the earth shared his ruin. By sinning, he brought down the Son of God from heaven and who by his descent opened heaven As the normal place for those believing on Christ would go. God made paradise as terra firma. With real plants, real air, real real estate. That was the intended home for mankind. We were made to be earth dwellers. But we would live forever. Originally. But sin came and sin put us in exile. Kicked out of Eden. Flaming swords guarding the tree to lo- the tree of life. Kicked out. Exiled from God. Cain kills his brother. God puts a mark upon him. I won't let men kill you. Though you deserve it. But I will make you a wanderer in the earth. I'll make you wonder. I'll make you rootless. Uh, We go along. We have a universal flood. The flood was not local. It was universal. It covered every mountain. It covered all the earth. Changed all the topography of the earth. The earth at one time was one solid land mass. All that's happened. The divisions. The oceans. All of this is a result of the flood. I was taking classes in Denver, working on a master's program, and one of my profs was a pilot. He flew me up over the Rocky Mountains. We were right there by the Continental Divide because we were in Denver. He flew me up, and he started showing me, look at the water line. He started showing me the water line. Of the Rocky Mountains that at that point where we were was seven to 8,000 feet. He said, we still get seashells out of those mountains. Local flood? eight 9,000 feet deep? No. Nope. Then we come to the Tower of Babel. Chapter 11. We will build a way to heaven without God. We are in charge. We have come together. I told you to fill the earth, populate the earth. He said, no, we will come together and we will build a ziggurat to the heavens. God comes down. He said, when I get through with you, you will be scattered. Your languages will be confused. All your pigmentation is going to change. You were all one color up to the Tower of Babel. I'm going to change color. I'm going to change ease and facehold features. I'm going to make you be adapted to different surroundings. I'm going to scatter you, confuse you, and fill the earth so that we have over 3,000 tribes, even to today, have never heard the name of Jesus in their tongue. Man is a wanderer. He's a rolling stone. He's in exile. That's why he, he's restless. It's why you can't get him to settle down. It's why he's looking for some relief. And I read the writings of Paul Turner, a Swiss psychiatrist and uh, believer. And uh, he wrote a book called A Place for You. And he studied children that were rent out of their home environment and were torn away from the home, maybe through divorce, maybe uh, in war. The parents were killed, dad died, mom, uh, what's going on in Syria, What's goes on all over the world where there's fighting, and all of a sudden we've got all these homeless children in Africa with the AIDS virus, many children left by themselves, growing up by themselves. And Turner, as he dealt with them, uh, he said there was something in these children that uh, they would say, I'm trying to find a place where I can be without being hurt. He tells the story of counseling a a young man in conflict, left his parents over conflict. And uh, as he was counseling the young man, one day he said to him, basically, I'm always looking for a place for somewhere to be, for somewhere to belong. My daughter and Sean wanted to adopt, so they went to the foster care system. Sometimes these children have been in five different homes. Sometimes in the homes of pedophiles. Sometimes in the homes of people that they are simply rental property because the state of California will pay you a check every month just to feed them and clothe them. They don't guarantee you won't hurt them. And you're supposed to come out normal. You're supposed to come out like everything's okay. Like you're really loved and welcome. No, you're not. You represent $500 a month. And if you cross us enough, we'll give you back to the state. How would you like to be that kind of property? And Jesus is telling these men, the father's got a house where you'll be welcome in. And there won't be any wandering in heaven. There won't be any evictions. I'm going to take you to a home. We lost our home in Eden. And we've been rolling stones ever since. It's only when you come to Christ, you find home again. And he settles down in your heart and guarantees you, you've got a home forever. Dwight Del Moody tells the story of a very wealthy man that uh, uh, he was dying and he had a four year old little girl and she went to mama and was inquiring about dad who was on his deathbed. Uh, what's wrong with daddy what's wrong with daddy and mom did not want to uh, bring her untold grief she simply kept telling the child daddy is going away Daddy is going away. The little girl went to the side of her father. And these are the words she said. Papa. Have you got a home in the land to where you're going? Do you have a home. Beyond this world. Or will it be hell. Which is eternal exile from the living God. Eternal exile, eternal away from the God you rejected for your sin. For Jesus to tell us, I've got a home for you. He's saying, I'm going to give you back everything you lost in Eden plus more. I'm going to give you more than you lost. I've got a place called the Father's house that are gonna take you. So men, stop being troubled. I've got a home. We used to sing, I have a home beyond the river. I have a home somewhere beyond the sky. I grew up with people that sang a lot about heaven. And when you live in Harbor Gate and pay $30 a month rent, and you got seven of you living in about a 600 square foot house, Poor Okies and poor White Trash sing a lot about heaven. Because they had no heaven here. And they weren't figuring out the 401k. They are trying to figure out what they eat that week. Anybody ever been there? I'm worried about my 401k. Oh, throw up. You ought to be saying I've only got a day between me and starvation. And that I came to Jesus. And I don't know if I'll eat tomorrow. But I've got a home beyond the river. I've got a home. I've got a home. I've got a home. (laughs) Now he says something that is marvelous. For I go to prepare a place for you. The reason I'm going. The reason I'm leaving you is I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now let me tell you how I always understood this verse. And I'll ask how many of you have been on board with me. I always figured he's going back to heaven and if he's going to prepare it, he's going to fix it up. And I read James Boyce who gave a beautiful illustration that when you hear you're going to have a baby girl, Uh, If you're going to have a baby boy, well, come on, you got to decorate the room pink or blue or uh, if your mother uh, is going to move in with you uh, and you're fixing up a place where they're going to be, you want to move their room as far away from the kids as you can. Paint the room black, whatever. You know, you will want to make them feel at home. You know, you're, you're adapting to who's going to be living there and so always gives us beautiful illustration of he's going to decorate. And I've always liked that idea and I thought that's what it probably meant. That's why you don't want to study. When you study, you have to change your views. And some of you rather die than change your view, right? Because you've always been right. Well, D.A. Carson gives us beautiful insight. This is what he says. These words presuppose That the place exists before Jesus gets there. Now listen, did did the dwelling places already exist or does he have to get there and make them? I can't hear you. They're already existed. How many agree? How many of you are afraid to say, in my Father's house are many dwelling places, right? They're already there.
0: In John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, he writes, Therefore many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these, he says, these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And at the end of the day, that's what our series through the book of John is all about, that you would believe that you would have life in his name you have questions, we might have some answers. If not, we definitely have access to the one who does through prayer. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to get in touch with us. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, maybe you'd like to listen to today's program again or obtain the entire series. Well, feel free to get a hold of us at 855-833-9864. Again, that's a toll-free call, 855 3-3-9-8-64. Otherwise, you can visit our website, valleybible.org. We have resource materials available there, books, as well as information about who we are and what we believe. If you'd like to join us for worship at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, our service time and location and directions can all be found, again, at valleybible.org. Or, if you wish to speak with someone, again, call 855 833 Now, if you are writing to us, especially if you are planning to be a TFT sustainer, supporting the ministry financially as you're being blessed day by day here from Truth For Today, well, you can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. 94547. Now, as a TFT sustainer, we'd like to remind you that no gift is too small, no gift is too large. And as you partner with us, please remember that your tax-deductible donation all goes back into the ministry, 100%. Now, as a TFT sustainer, you'll receive a quarterly newsletter, our annual special gift— and access to Take a Break with Pastor Phil, the weekly video devotional. Plus, also the benefit of knowing that this ministry will continue here on KFAX Monday through Friday as well as Sunday. So, contact us today, 855 833 9864 or valleybible.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth for Today with Pastor Phil Howard.